Welcome to this week's Three Shifts edition by Six Pages, the source for far-reaching market shifts and what they mean. It's June 12th, 2020. Here are the three shifts that you need to know this week. One, tech firms pull back on facial recognition use by police. Two, Instacart speeds up in online grocery. Three, Facebook's new product experimentation team launches an early stage venture arm. Shift one, tech firms pull back on facial recognition use by police. This week saw Amazon, Microsoft, and IBM pull back on efforts to market facial recognition technology to police departments across the U.S. in the wake of the George Floyd protests. All three called for federal legislation to govern the use of facial recognition and surveillance. Concerns have surrounded facial recognition for years, particularly with regard to algorithms that reflect the biases of data sets and data scientists and potential for privacy issues and suspicionless surveillance. Lately, there's been renewed attention on growing police use of facial recognition on security camera and drone footage, including to identify protesters. Amazon put a one-year moratorium on U.S. police use of its recognition platform. It called on Congress to implement stronger regulations to govern ethical use of facial recognition. Amazon has been in the spotlight on this topic for its marketing of recognition to police forces, including for real-time use with body cameras, and its Ring subsidiary's relationships with over 1,350 police departments. While Ring does not have facial recognition, police can run the footage through third-party software. Microsoft committed to not selling facial recognition to police departments until there was a national law in place to govern the technology. It also plans to incorporate additional factors in evaluating other use cases. The announcement came amid calls by Microsoft employees to cancel police contracts. Microsoft has been distancing itself from facial recognition's controversial use cases over the past two years. It had already halted sale of facial recognition to law enforcement even before this announcement, has turned down requests to use its technology in body cams and police cars, and announced in March 2020 it would no longer invest in outside facial recognition companies. In addition to its call for a national law, Microsoft has previously backed state-level facial recognition legislation. IBM, in a letter to members of Congress, said the company, quote, no longer offers general-purpose IBM facial recognition or analysis software, end quote. It separately confirmed that IBM will no longer research or develop the technology. In its statement, IBM said it opposed the use of any technology, quote, for mass surveillance, racial profiling, and violations of basic human rights and freedoms, end quote. It called for a national dialogue on whether and how police should use facial recognition and national policy to encourage uses that support transparency and accountability. Big tech firms are far from the only facial recognition vendors. There are over 150 by one count, many selling to law enforcement across the U.S. Major vendor NEC has contracts in 20 states and claims one-third of U.S. law enforcement uses its products, which are also resold through channel partners such as DataWorks Plus. Edemia is another major facial recognition vendor that works with law enforcement in addition to managing the U.S. passport database, TSA PreCheck, and driver's licenses in 42 states. Controversial vendor Clearview AI is reportedly used by over 600 U.S. law enforcement agencies. Real Networks licenses its software to body cam company Wolfcam, which has sold 1 million cameras to 1,500 agencies and is reportedly incorporating facial recognition into its hardware. Axon, the largest body cam manufacturer, said last year it was not working on facial recognition, though it left the door open. Others include Gemalto, Digital Barriers, PimEyes, and Veritone. The U.S. regulatory landscape surrounding facial recognition is relatively nascent, 
with few requirements for documentation or tracking. Lack of transparency in both algorithmic accuracy and bias, as well as law enforcement use and training, is one of the key issues regulators will have to solve for. A handful of states, for example, California, Oregon, and New Hampshire, and cities have passed bans and moratoria on facial recognition in policing. In March 2020, Washington became the first state to implement detailed regulation governing facial recognition, backed by Microsoft. At the time, it was considered a possible model for other states. The proposed Justice in Policing Act, introduced earlier this week in Congress, would ban use of facial recognition on body camera footage without a warrant. Given the recent calls for a national law, we can expect to see further movement on this front. To read more content related to surveillance and facial recognition, check out our April 15, 2020 brief, Geolocation Tracking in the Expansion of Government Surveillance, and our October 13, 2019 brief, Will National Facial Recognition Programs Be a New Normal? Shift 2. Instacart Speeds Up in Online Grocery Yesterday, grocery delivery company Instacart announced it had raised $225 million at a $13.7 billion valuation nearly double its December 2018 valuation. It comes on the heels of a report based on analysis of credit card transactions suggesting that Instacart may have overtaken Walmart and U.S. online grocery in March 2020. According to Second Measure data, Instacart sales were up 500% in April 2020, year-on-year, when it reportedly turned a small profit for the first time. Near its peak during the first two weeks of April, Instacart saw $700 million per week in merchandise sales. Despite losing relative share in online grocery, Walmart continues to be the nation's leading grocer overall. For Q1 2021, ending April 2020, it reported low double-digit growth in U.S. grocery, with grocery pickup and delivery reaching all-time high sales volumes. Pickup and delivery in general saw a spike of nearly 300% at its peak, with the number of new customers trying it for the first time increasing 4x during the quarter. Recent consumer research found Walmart was the top choice in March through April for U.S. online grocery customers, with 47% ordering from Walmart versus 24% from Instacart, suggesting Instacart had higher average basket size or order frequency. Walmart also scored the highest in satisfaction on the same survey, despite its challenges with inventory and pickup slots. While it's not clear whether Instacart's growth will be sustained, it has been hiring rapidly to keep up with the current pace. 300,000 workers in March and April followed by plans to hire another 250,000. However, it has faced challenges from its gig shopper workforce, who have voiced dissatisfaction with tip policy, health protections, and benefits during the pandemic. In response to a vote to unionize and shopper strikes, Instacart announced a slate of changes, such as tip default settings, safety supplies, and two weeks pay for shoppers who contract COVID-19. One of the most significant challenges facing Instacart is California's AB5, a law codifying a stringent test to determine whether a worker is a contractor. In February 2020, a San Diego court said Instacart would likely fail the AB5 test, meaning that, without changes, Instacart's shoppers would probably be determined to be employees and entitled to associated benefits. Instacart continues to fight the injunction, but like other gig economy players, its business model and slim margins will be threatened if it loses this fight. To read more content related to grocery delivery and the gig economy, check out our March 26, 2020 brief, Grocery Delivery, E-Commerce, and the Renewal of Walmart, and our January 10, 2020 brief, Uber and the Gig Economy are Facing Headwinds. Shift 3. Facebook's new product experimentation team launches an early-stage venture arm. This week also saw reports that Facebook, 
through its new product experimentation NPE group, has hired a head of investments for a new multi-million dollar fund to invest in startups. In addition to the unnamed head of investments, Facebook also brought on an executive with prior experience at Gradient Ventures and Kleiner Perkins to help manage the fund. Facebook's NPE team was launched July 2019 under a separate LLC to focus on experimental consumer apps outside its core platform that would offer, quote, entirely new experiences for building community, end quote. NPE is intentionally differentiated from the Facebook brand to allow for experimentation and set expectations that apps may change quickly and or be shut down. Since 2019, it has launched nine consumer apps, seven since just April 2020, ranging from group audio calls to live event interactions, two of which have been discontinued so far. Facebook is framing the new NPE fund as experimental, in the same spirit as the group's product experimentation, but focused on ways to stay close to the startup ecosystem and support startups. Industry watchers have suggested the fund may be a way for Facebook to get an early view into the, quote, next big social app, end quote. Facebook, which is facing antitrust probes for its acquisitions of WhatsApp, Instagram, and most recently Giphy, may find it more challenging to do large acquisitions going forward. Through this lens, the capital backing afforded by a sizable early-stage fund could be a useful weapon for Facebook in getting closer to strategically meaningful startups. It's not clear, however, whether targeting smaller acquisitions would help Facebook fly under the radar. Even deals under the $94 million threshold for mandatory antitrust reporting are getting scrutiny these days. NPE serves an important role for Facebook, which faces the persistent threat of younger users being drawn to newer rival platforms such as TikTok. NPE and its new venture fund can help Facebook find its next engine for discontinuous growth, either through new products built in-house or through investment in outside startups. It also becomes a pathway for entrepreneurial talent, such as helping retain founders of acquired companies, which it has struggled with in the past. To read more content on Facebook and potential social media rivals, check out our November 9th, 2019 brief, Facebook News and the Current Wave of News Aggregators, and our October 31st, 2019 brief, TikTok's rapid rise to 1.5 billion installs, and the global reaction. That's it for this week's Three Shifts edition. If you'd like to read more Six Pages content and you're not already subscribed, head to sixpages.com to sign up for free summaries of our deeply researched briefs and the Three Shifts edition straight to your inbox. Keep an eye out for our upcoming brief on how publishers and retail brands are adapting to the coming death of third-party cookies. And talk to you again on next week's Three Shifts edition. Three Shifts edition.